When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to another episode of Crew Talk. I'm your host, Matt Aho, with Hershey Winkleman. It is another end to another week. We're, we're, we've hit Memorial Day. It's kind of like the unofficial kind of check mark where you are. And if you look at Central, the Brewers are in first place. They're a game up on the uh, game and a half up on the Pirates. But it's uh, I think there's a lot more to it. And we'll get into it. Just kind of, you know, you like to be in first place, but it just really have not been. It's more of a product that the Central is just not very good, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just think it's, you know, surprising that after a stretch of games where, you know, we get obliterated in three straight by the Giants, um, we get destroyed by the Astros in one. And then, you know, that first two games against Tampa Bay, yeah, we're still in first in the Central with only three wins in the last like week. It's just surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, they show stretches. I mean, you know, they took two out of three against the Astros, the defending World Series champions, and their pitching looked good. They were kind of getting the ball. They're hitting the ball. Owen Miller, you know, he's kind of been the bright spot in the lineup, and we'll kind of talk more about him. But then it's like, all right, here we go. We're home. We took a couple against the Astros, and then, like you said, they ha- they seem to do this thing where they get just obliterated in games. I mean, 12-2 to the Astros, 15-1 to the Giants. They had that 18-1 to loss to the Cardinals. Just as, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, you look at the lineup. The bottom of the lineup is, is just, I mean, it's just not very good, right? Like, you got a bunch of young guys who are batting under 200, but I think you also have to realize that you got, 
you they're injury ridden. I mean, both in the starting rotation and the lineup. So hopefully you kind of get some guys healthy. Maybe we'll add some more depth, but yeah, they just they can't score. That's kind of their problem so far, it seems like. Definitely, but I, I think you did touch on a good point that, you know, I think the pitching has a lot to do with how the Brewers do as a whole. Um, you know, we saw in those two games against the Astros, Colin Rea and Adrian Hauser both basically start the game throwing shutouts and they ended in shutouts. But, you know, it just seems like if the Brewers end up getting rocked pretty early in games, then the bullpen also ends up getting rocked like throughout the game. And it's like strange to see teams putting up like over 10 runs a game on what's supposed to be a pretty good pitching staff, even with the injuries. Right. I mean, even, you know, when they lost the Giants on, what was that, when they lost through one, uh, Burns had one of his, you could argue, one of his best starts of the season, kind of season high in strikeouts. But then Strzelecki comes in, gives up two runs, um, two hits, only strikes, like, they just can't quite – it's hard for them to really just get that complete game. Even when they won against – they finally won against the Giants on Sunday. Up 7-1, big, big lead. And then then they kind of, you know, it got close at the end. They gave up five runs and you kind of got to sweat a little. got to bring in Devin Williams. And it just – even winning, it just is never quite easy for the Brewers. Definitely. I also would say one thing that I've noticed is that that's somewhat concerning is that when the Brewers offense like explodes early on, it doesn't stay consistently like aggressive throughout the game. And they kind of just like, I've seen it multiple times this year where they'll, they'll score like three or four or five in like the first like two innings. And then there's no more runs the rest of the game. And it's like, where, where did that hitting go? Like, you know, like it's, it's the same team, but. Yeah. It's just, it's like, you know, Usually they say third time through a lineup, you know, things kind of, you kind of, gets a little tougher, but they don't even get to the third time through the lineup. They've been, I mean, when they beat the Giants on Sunday, they scored three runs, four runs, and they got seven runs in two innings, and then they were shut out the rest of the game. And it was just kind of like one of those things where they're just, yeah, like you said, they got the lead, and then you're just kind of like holding on and, you know, trying not to just have enough time give them enough time to fully come back. Definitely. One guy I will say though, who has been extremely impressive this year. I mean, we kind of all knew he was like a star, but Devin, Devin Williams is coming in and closing these games when they get close at the end. Um, I mean, I've seen it multiple times where, you know, you don't really think it's going to be a safe situation. You think the Brewers have a pretty comfortable lead. All of a sudden the back end of the bullpen, you know, gives up two, three runs and it's a safe situation in the ninth. And Devin just comes in and shuts it down. And I think, you know, that's kind of what the front office was looking at when they made that hater trade back, back last year, when they kind of saw that Devin could be that, you know, shut down closer. And I think, you know, he's kind of, he's showing it now. Yeah, definitely. And he's, he's showing he can do it across more than just three outs. He's got four out back-to-back four out saves. I think I saw that was the first back-to-back four plus or four out saves since I think Hader did it a couple years ago. So, yeah, I mean, that's – they got a guy, and then, you know, I think they're still trying to figure out that kind of hold position. I think it's just like he was a guy that they, they feel like can do it, but then he just is 
you know, besides against the Giants, is just not quite as consistent as maybe you would you would need to get to your top guy like that. So gonna, I think Adam Bush is coming back soon from injury, which is kind of you know, is he a is he a better you know fill in for since was like yeah, probably probably not Hobie Miller. Maybe they might try and throw him in that spot, but yeah, I think they still it's like that middle. You know, you gotta get that. You gotta get there to get uh the full benefit of. Him. I mean, he barely even pitched the last two weeks, right? Because they didn't even have a shot to uh to use him. Definitely, and I mean, I definitely think you make a great point about you know that sixth, seventh, eighth inning bullpen arm. I mean, Matt Bush was supposed to be kind of that eighth inning setup guy, and he just proved at the beginning of the year that he simply cannot be that guy for us. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, if the Brewers are looking to still, you know, contend for the playoffs, win the, win the central, which it looks like, you know, they're still trying, trying to win it and they're still hanging on to that top spot. Um, if they do want to make a deadline move, I definitely think, you know, a, a strong back end bullpen arm to, you know, be that seventh inning guy or that eighth inning guy to get us to Devin. I think, you know, that, that would be one of the main priorities I think for this team. Yeah, Absolutely. I think another um, another key or another high point for the Brewers in this kind of, you know, in between part is Owen Miller. I mean, he's kind of been a guy that's – he's just consistently been, like, their their most productive guy to play currently batting 330. He's got four home runs. Um, you know, be – I wonder where, where do you think he'll stay? I mean, he's – He's a guy that I think he probably benefited with some of the injuries, getting a little bit more playing time. How do you see his role going forward with this kind of success that he's had? I mean, I think at this point, with his versatility, being able to play third base, second base, and corner, both corner outfield positions, and with, you know, from what we've seen with Council and his like creativity, uh, building lineups, building, you know, how he wants the defense set up. And with the amount of options that they do have, I think he has cemented himself as a player who simply needs to get innings. Um, they have him batting leadoff a lot. And then when he's not batting leadoff, he's normally batting cleanoff, which is not something you normally see. But Council likes to be creative with his batting order. Um, and it's worked out for Owen Miller. You know, he, when there's guys on base in front of him, he gets them in. And when there's no one on, on base, he gets on base. And I think that's just kind of what you want in – you know, a guy like that, especially when we, I think we signed him to a pretty cheap, like one year deal. So he wasn't supposed to be like this, like productive star that, you know, we bring in and that's kind of what he's turned into, at least through this first couple months. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's definitely earned that spot in the lineup, even once, you know, Arias comes back or you kind of get some guys healthy, but yeah, he's kind of been the one just kind of shining star so far in this kind of an offense that doesn't really do a whole lot. He's a guy that can can produce and it's it's guys like that that you kind of have to have if you're if you really want to contend in division yeah obviously you have your christian yelich's your really analysis but you know it's when guys are kind of especially the way that how young they are you know i think we've seen this past month the bottom part of the order you know the joey weemers and bryce terangs they kind of you know they're coming down to earth a bit joey weemers batting 191 right now so you know, and Bryce Ring's not much better at 218. So having a guy like that who can just be a consistent force in the lineup, guy that can get on base, guy that can score runs is is very valuable, especially for the, the team that they have right now. Definitely. I mean, I'd say another two two of the guys that I think, you know, of recently have really caught my eye 
just by hitting the ball well and, you know, just get, being really productive at the plate are both William Contreras and Willie Adamas. I think both of them, you know, Willie, Willie started out a little slow to begin the year, but he's really come on hot as of late, you know, hitting a lot of home runs. And Contreras as well. I mean, he's just been super consistent all throughout the year at the at the plate. Very productive. And I mean, like I said at the very beginning of the year, I mean, I I I think he could be an all star catcher. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, in the last two weeks, I mean, he's kind of been their their fourth best hitter, just behind Owen Miller, Brian Anderson, and Christian Yelich in terms of just you know getting hits. His on base percentage is solid. So he's, you know, I think he's someone that's. It's tough when you have like the setup that they have with like two catchers, but you know, he's kind of really he's cemented himself as like kind of their main guy behind the plate. And yeah, I agree. It's something that's it's a good move that they made and really solidified kind of that a weakness that they had coming into this year. Definitely. One guy I also do want to touch on uh just quickly was uh the like the the fact that the Brewers brought in Julio Tehran, uh, the starting pitcher, I believe he played on the Braves or the Padres last year, one of those two. Um, he came in and pitched five innings, only gave up one run. I think, you know, and he, he used to be a, a very good starting pitcher um, in the majors. Uh, I just think, you know, if, if he can get a little bit of that, you know, stardust back from when he was younger, I mean, I, I saw it in that in that first start that he had. Even though he got the loss against the Giants, he only gave up one run in five innings, and he looked like he was, you know, a presence on the mound. Um, so, you know, I, and with Colin Rea, too, I mean, he threw that shutout against the Astros, which are star-studded batting order. Um, you know, I, I definitely think something needs to be said about the fact that, you know, these kind of no-name pitchers, have really been producing on the Brewers for the at least for their starting rotation. Yeah, I believe Tehran was they got him from I think he was in the Padres system the last few years and he last pitched in the majors with the Tigers in 2021. But yeah, the, like he's the bulk of his career was with the Braves. And he was really solid. Like, you know, a couple of seasons in the mid to low threes, one season under three in 2014 for an ERA. So he was just consistently kind of been like a really solid starter. And I think his, you know, he's 32. So he brings that veteran presence. I think he can, you know, potentially be like a leader, a leader, old, you know, veteran presence in the locker room that will help them kind of move through this long season. Definitely, definitely. Well, I think we should probably take a quick break and uh, we can come back and look forward to the next series against the Blue Jays as well as the Cincinnati Reds. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, and we're back. So we have big road trip coming up for the Brewers. They got three in Toronto, followed by four in Cincinnati. 
looking ahead, what do you think? What do you think their chances are going forward with this uh, seven-gamer on the road? Yeah, you know, I think uh, looking at the pitching matchups, um, you know, we only have Burns going in that Cincinnati series, which is somewhat unfortunate. Um, the Blue Jays have their ace and their number two going against us in that second and third game with Alec Manoa as well as Kevin Gausman. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, I think it would be tough to win the Blue Jays series for sure. Um, I'm probably expecting us to maybe win one. In that series, I definitely think, you know, they're they're better than their record says they are. You know, they've got guys like Vlad Guerrero, George Springer, Bo Bichette. Um, and then, you know, I think with that Cincinnati series, I definitely think we could win, you know, three, maybe sweep them. But I think it also could go, you know, the other way. I think it could go either way in that Cincinnati series. I really think it's up in the air. But with the pitching matchups I'm looking at, I, I think the Brewers have a solid chance of, you know, probably winning three out of four there. Yeah, I mean, right now the the Reds, dare I say, they're the hottest team in the division. They've won – they're 500 in their last 10, and the only other team that can say that is the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, they're currently third in the division. They have somehow have a worse run differential than the Brewers do at minus uh, 24. So, you know, that's kind of saying a lot right there. So, yeah, I agree. I think, I think that Toronto series will be tough. Now they're in a really good division. They currently are last, but they have a you know five hundred record. I think their rec- their record doesn't indicate the type of team that they are. You know, being in the AL East, so getting two out of three against them would be would be tough. But you know, I think if they can if they can finish this road trip around hovering around five hundred in terms of uh, the record, you know, four and three, I think that would be a really good road trip for them. Definitely. And I mean, I think, you know, as long as the Brewers continue to stay afloat atop, you know, the NL Central with especially with the struggles of the teams that have been behind us um, and the huge hole that the Cardinals dug themselves in at the beginning of the year. You know, there's they, they had a great like month and they still, uh, you know, they're still five and a half games back. They're still trying to, you know, claw their way out of that hole they dug themselves to begin the year. But um, yeah, no, I just I'm hoping the Brewers can, you know, tread water up here, you know, maybe around the deadline, you know, make a couple moves here or there, improve the team if you can. Um, and, you know, hopefully hopefully the Brewers can, you know, win the division. I mean, it, it this, the division has been struggling all around. So it, it looks like the Brewers have a solid shot to, you know, hold on here. Yeah, I mean, they – I believe the Cardinals were the only team that had a winning record in the month of May. And the Brewers, they have still have two games left, but they're going to finish regardless – sub 500 of the month of May. So yeah, it's one of those things where at the end of the day, you just, you have to get to the postseason, right? You know, it doesn't really matter how you get there. As long as they're in, then anything can happen. I think we saw that I think the Braves when they won the world series or the nationals, I think it was when the nationals won the world series, they were kind of had a big resurgence towards the end of the year. And yeah, I think Christian Yelich said it, it was after Sunday's game. Like you look at, you know, this time last year, Brewers were twelve games ago, twelve games above five hundred. They didn't make the postseason, and then when twenty twenty one, they're kind of right around where they are now, like close to five hundred, and they obviously had a great year. So it's, you know, I think a lot is kind of made about these Memorial Day, where you are in the standings, how the team's looking, but there's still so much baseball left to be played that 
think a lot can happen between now and now in October. Definitely. But, you know, I think, I think, you know, with, with some of the reinforcements coming back as well, you know, with, you know, Woodruff and the way Wade Miley was, was playing and, you know, some of the hitters that like Urias and, and those guys, you know, I think the Brewers down the stretch are going to have a super deep team with all the experience they're giving to their young guys. And I, I you know, I think I, I'm just hoping they have the talent to, you know, compete with the, like, you know, the Dodgers and the Braves and the, the teams like that. Yeah, I think they do. I think, you know, they maybe aren't as talented as those teams, but like you said, they're, they're very injured right now. They can just kind of use this next month, the month of June, to kind of get healthy, get get themselves back back together as a team to you know kind of get closer to that opening day lineup than they are now. I think they can be a team that will be uh, they'll be dangerous come come the back half of this year. Definitely. Well, uh, I think that'll be it for today's episode of Crew Talk. Make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at CrewTalkFFSN for more. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Matt Aho. And let's go Brewers. Talk to you next week.